0: That's left with Cleet Wetley. Only on News Talk 770 a.m. 925 FM wvnn Depend on it.
1: Alright, guys, you're back with the Spice Cast. I'm your host, Ben Joe, for this evening. And uh we have a very active uh uh community member here tonight, Mr. Cleet Wetley. Uh thanks for coming in, man. Uh coming in and speaking on our podcast today.
0: Absolutely. It is a fantastic pleasure to be here and um I'm excited about all the things that are going on in our community and really excited about this election season. It's been crazy, but
1: <laughs> we could probably talk about that for hours, for hours. It, for hours. For but yeah, uh, you do a lot of work on that uh, at AL.com and the All That's Left radio show w on WVNN. Um, I get, How, how old is that show now? I guess it's... It's, uh... it's going on um,
0: about six months. Mm-hmm. Um, we started it in February. My wife almost choked me to death. We had just gotten married in January, and I'd been a guest on WVNN as the only liberal, I guess, that had the courage mm-hmm. to go on a conservative talk radio yeah. here in North Alabama. And I, I would go on a Dale Jackson show, and it, very unfair interviews, you know, questions were structured to paint liberals like idiots. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I fought back. And, um, you know, I was on there because I was previously the chair of the Madison County Democrats. Mm -hmm. I also worked as a regional leader for the Obama campaign. And I really felt it was important to get a liberal perspective on conservative talk radio. Well, after about a year of being a guest, um, I was shocked one day, um, they came to me and said, "How, how do you feel about doing your own show? And I was like, really? yeah <laughs> I'll do it and And I didn't consult my wife and 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 she's like I said, I've been sleeping <laughs> on the couch for a minute, but I launched it shortly after we got married, and um we've been going six months, and our listenership is just exploding. I mean, there are people literally um in this great age of the internet and and live streaming and podcasting yeah, yeah. and all that, so people all over the country, believe it or not, are tuning into our show. Um, You can get it on iHeartRadio or at WVNN.com, mm-hmm. and it's every Saturday from 11 to 2, and um, it is all that's left.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and people like to, they paint so many generalizations about, I mean, it's the same with California or the Southeast or any of that. Like, some people just don't think we wear shoes. Right. We don't think, like, we read books or anything. We just write on, like, the pig's back or something. Well, I that's how know. I got here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we do some of it, but... But, yeah, and there's just uh there's I think maybe maybe it's partly the electoral system to blame, sure but, <laughs> sure, but people just yeah think that man, Huntsville is a pretty interesting demographic in general. We've got a lot of uh different people with different views from all over and a lot of uh world travelers that end up here, so it's like there's a lot there's a lot of uh diversity here when you get down to it, It's just like no one knows it's here, i guess
0: <laughs> well yeah and and one thing I'll say about Huntsville that's that's really unique is that. You know, as the Rocket City, we've really earned that name that, mm. that we have a lot of folks here with advanced degrees. I mean, we have a smart population. And when it comes to politics, a lot of times people pick political parties like they pick football teams. You yeah. know, you're either Auburn or Alabama. Right. Um, here's either, you know, hardcore Republican or hardcore Democrat. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned, you know, as the chair of the Madison County Democrats, what I learned as a writer for AL.com and having stuff published across the state And Also, what I've learned in my day job, which is actually running a a homeless shelter, I'm the executive director of First Stop, is that people really aren't as ideologically extreme as we might think, Mm -hmm. that a lot of people are very pragmatic, they want solutions to real problems, and what I found amusing is that people have painted me as this crazy tree-hugging liberal, (laughs) and what they've come to find is that... You know, I really care about solutions that, yeah. that help our community. Yeah. And and I like to talk about politics that matters to people.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I think when people really uh, get involved in local politics, they see a little bit of that. Because you have, um, I mean, a vast majority of our uh, local politicians run as Republican. But if you talk to them, you may find you have uh, a lot more in common than you, than you are and, and vice versa, you know. I think if some people talk to our Democratic candidates, they realize that it's like, oh, they're just talking about like civil issues mostly. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you know,
0: paving your road is mm-hmm. not necessarily a partisan thing. Yeah, yeah. We and, both and, want to put asphalt there. Right, right. Now, now, well, you know, there there are some stark ideological differences, obviously, mm-hmm. between conservatism and liberalism. And I think in Alabama, a lot of people don't really understand that distinction. And I think that conservatism has become honestly, more of a a cultural slash religious phenomenon in the South, Mm -hmm. more than a political phenomenon. Um, As I talk to people, I realize that oftentimes they have very liberal views, but they identify themselves as conservatives and are Mm. shocked to find out that (laughs) the things they're talking about really are in alignment with the Democratic Party platform as opposed to Republicans. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of religion is uh, pretty radical ideologies they come from or they end up being, you know. And uh, I mean Jesus was a pretty pretty radical dude back in his day. Yeah, and a but, liberal I might add. Yeah. You yeah. know,
0: <laughs> he didn't drug test anybody before he gave out the bread. You know, I'm just that, saying.
1: That food stamps program was pretty like it, it was a goosey. good one. Yeah, Split no, up the, those loaves <laughs> and whatnot. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how um uh, you were uh chair of the DMC or the Democratic uh Right, right. The county party yeah, here in Madison county, county, yeah. And uh, then you kind of moved into working at uh, First Stop, and I wondered, like, how that how that changed, kind of uh, working within the rhetoric rhetoric zone, and then kind of going straight to the, the literal streets where you're. Uh, like, well, sure, uh,
0: sure, yeah. Well, I I've always had a passion for helping people, and that's mm-hmm. what got me involved in politics in the yeah. first place. It was kind of interesting. I had uh, started out as a substance abuse counselor, mm-hmm. and um, I worked at a local. Um, recovery treatment center um that was in-house and during that time I got really you know I've always been a huge fan of Barack Obama he's been my rock star my mentor my hero yeah. I remember 12 years ago um when he first spoke at the uh Democratic National Convention and I followed him you know I basically followed his whole career so I- I'm that nerd mm-hmm. and I was inspired by him, but I never really thought about getting into politics. But what I found out as a substance abuse counselor was that all these people that I was helping um you know get off drugs, mm-hmm. um helping them become sober and abstain from alcohol, um they would immediately, you know, they do fine for a while and then they ended up coming back. Yeah. And then we were dealing always with severe funding shortages. Um we were dealing with a criminal justice system where people are getting locked up and we're throwing mm-hmm. away the key. And and so there were a lot of issues there. Well, it was funny because um, it, when Barack Obama started running, um, people started asking me, you know, to get involved in politics. And I just never really had thought about it. I, You know, I've always been opinionated. Yeah. But I, I got involved and I first started working for Obama for America as a volunteer. And it was here in Huntsville. And I was just surprised. Um, I started off where, you know, I, I was able to get a little bit of an office space and there was like maybe one or two people showing up. And next thing you know, in a matter of just a month or two, I'm having 40, 50, 60 people, more people than were actually at the county party. Mm-hmm. And I got more and more involved in the campaign. And I loved the idea of personal contact. And that was what the Obama campaign was about, whether it was yeah. fundraising, whether it was knocking on doors. Everything was about telling the story of of how we can fundamentally change America and go mm-hmm. in a different direction. And and I, I loved his message about hope and change. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, deride that and they make fun of that. But I, I really think back where we were eight years ago and where we are now. And what what a tremendous difference. And it was really because of the leadership of the president. And so— Coming out of that, I, I basically just took on more and more responsibility before I knew it. And then, and what's crazy, <laughs> you kept is that, saying
1: yes to people. Did I, I said yeah, I couldn't stuff? say no. And
0: <laughs> and what was funny was I was also um, finishing up uh, graduate school at the time, mm. so I was going full time to class, had oh, had, a, had a full time <laughs> job, and I I became regional leader for oh, um, Obama for America. So I was basically having three jobs. I just didn't sleep. I drank a lot of coffee, and. um Basically, it was just sort of a happy accent. I started going to local county party meetings mm-hmm. and there just happened to be an opening the The chair had to step down um due to a conflict of interest. People asked me if I wanted to run. I ran, and then I realized just um how crazy county politics are, how different mm. they are from national politics yeah, yeah. and uh, that was a whole different ball game. but um, I did it for two years. um I felt like we really grew our party here locally in terms of how much money we raised. um, We were able to elect some candidates. And also, I really, I think, was able to make a big difference in the Obama campaign. And so, you know, I did all that. And um, I worked at a methadone clinic for a little while. And Mm. then, um, I don't know, this opportunity came up where um, I'd been on the board at First Stop and just realized that we had so many homeless people in our community that really needed help. And... I worked on a plan. I presented it to the board and um, they basically said, you know, that's a great plan. Why don't you run the place? And I'm like, well, okay. (laughs) And so we, um, we implemented a lot of changes and what we really believe in is, is a model of empowerment, really helping Mm -hmm. people um, discover what their strengths are and finding a way to get folks off the streets, off drugs and, you know, and deal with the obstacles they have between themselves and employment and stable housing. Mm -hmm. And so, I really, truly believe in individualized case management. So oddly, as, as a Democrat, I'm, I'm actually kind of against a lot of government programs mm-hmm. because um, as with my background, I realize that you, you don't have a one-size-fits-all solution for right. people. That recovery is messy. Transition is messy. Mm-hmm. And by and messy too. Yeah, yeah. It takes it's a lot constant. of money and time. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen over time is that you know, we're willing, for example, to put a lot of money into, for example, housing we're not willing to put money in a case management. Hmm. Um, so what we found out at First Stop, for example, is a lot of people that were involved in the HUD programs, we'd get them housing. We'd, we'd help them with all these uh, fundamentals like on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You know, right, you got right. your food, shelter, sure. all that stuff. But then they would exit housing and be worse off. And hmm. it's because they didn't have basic life skills. They didn't know how to, um, how to truly be independent. So one of the things we do at First Stop is we really work on the life skills aspect. We work oh, yeah. on, you know, everything from how do you shop for groceries to oh wow you're okay you're illiterate. So, you know, yeah. we need to make sure that we teach you how to read and write. Um or maybe 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 you've got a degree but um you know, you've been addicted to methamphetamine for the last mm-hmm. 5 years. So, like how do we get you treatment and yeah. when you're done with, you know, treatment's kind of ongoing, but now how do we get you to interact with, you know, society again and and know mm-hmm. how to apply for a job and and, yeah, so, I mean, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work.
1: And I, I think people have a weird, I I guess, ideal of, like, helping the homeless, quote-unquote. And it's like, oh, they just need a place to stay and they'll be fine. But there's right. there's so many things, like, just getting... I know First Stop does a lot of work with just getting people IDs. Like, get, getting them a government-issued ID so they can get some assistance or they can get in the job search programmers. Like, there's so many little things that you take for granted as um, someone in your every everyday life that... Maybe has like a five dollar fee or something associated sure. with it that you might go to the courthouse and do once a year. But these guys on the streets, they're they're so out of the loop, you know. They they just need all sorts of little little interesting um, issues that are blocking them, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, what I, what I realized about about government programs and not just government. I'm not picking on the government today, but what what I, what I realized, <laughs> you can. It's I, a, I, I know I can. It um, funds most of the city, but <laughs> but what I've realized is this: is that too often we we create artificial obstacles to success. Yeah. So you know a, a great example is is like you said with with an ID. Mm-hmm. And, and I always you know when I, when I get um, new employees or I talk to people about the situation, I said you know you remember Star Trek, remember the Away Team? You know they would always you know they get in their transporters and they get beamed somewhere, yeah. and they're in their crazy little outfits and they got their phasers and all that stuff. Well, they they didn't get there with ID. And so mm-hmm. so what happens is that. Um, poverty and homelessness and things like that are exactly like that. Like you know no one wants to be that way. Yeah. But when you end up that way, um you know to get a driver's license, what do you need to get one? Oh yeah, you got to have a birth certificate and a social security card. Well, what happens if, you know, your house burns down, and you don't have any of those things?
1: Or you're from a different state and you've been living you know, on right. the road for like five years. Right. Where, where are those things? Right. Well, let's just say
0: you're young and, and, and in love and you decide mm-hmm. to like hook up with somebody and you decide, hey, we're going to make our new life in wherever and you get there and all kinds of bad stuff happens to you. Well, now all of a sudden you're, you're you know, you're away from your family. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have access to any of your stuff. If someone did steal all your stuff or you lost it, I mean, you're you're in a mess. And so what what you find out is that, you know, some people honestly... Um, through their own efforts and actions, have put themselves, you know, in that position, mm-hmm. and other people haven't. And and even if they have put themselves in that position, they need help. Yeah. That that they want to transition, they want to do better. You know, you look in Alabama, and a lot of my clients um, have felonies, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, if you've got a felony, um, do you know how hard it is to even if you have the money to rent an apartment? Right. Do you, I mean do you know how hard it is to get any kind of a decent job? And so what we've done is, in this society, is we've said, hey, if you mess up...
1: It's twice as hard. It's when you, when twice you as hard. It, and we want to try to make
0: to... it lifelong. You know, like in Alabama, there's no expungement for a felony. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so... Part of what we try to do is help clients get through all these obstacles, whatever they may be. And, and the situations are, are so diverse. Mm. We, we've got everything from middle class folks that um, lost their jobs and never accessed a social service in their life right. to people that have been on the streets for 15 years yeah. that honestly have no desire to reintegrate into society. They just mm. as soon live in the woods right. in they've, a tent. So there, yeah. yeah, we've got all kinds of folks we deal with.
1: Well, cool. You can uh, also donate to First Stop at firststop.org. But uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with uh, Cleet Wetley in just a minute. Do you have a podcast, a vlog, or a website devoted to haikus about people at Walmart? Well, if you do, Spice Radio wants you. Drop us a line at Huntsville at gmail.com, or get with us on the Facebook. Now get out there, Sparky. This is Spice Radio. You're back once again with the Spice Cast. I'm Ben Job, and this is a uh, Cleet, Cleet Wetley. Got to get your get your name right. Um, so you're originally from Florida, and I guess you uh, migrated slightly north, north yeah, northwest.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I, I grew up in a very diverse community um, mm-hmm. in Miami, Florida, and a lot of um, things I really took for granted as a kid. Um, I, I don't know. I was just shocked um, when, when I was 13. My parents got divorced. I ended mm-hmm. up. Um, moving with my mom to Alabama and really went into culture <laughs> shock for quite a long time. Yeah, no doubt. And so it, Alabama was kind of hard on me at first, and, and then, you know, I, I learned a lot here. But but I was one of those guys, you know, young guy who was like, you know, I got to get out of here. I'm never coming <laughs> back. So I I, I went to um, high school here in Huntsville mm-hmm. and um, and then went to Auburn University. I got a theater degree um which was great you know everybody's like oh that degree is so worthless no it's been probably the best degree i yeah, could ever yeah. have it helped me in the corporate world it's helped me um in a lot of my business ventures actually yeah and so i um i i left and then i ended up actually traveling all over the world i mm-hmm. um i i lived in denver for a while lived in toronto um awesome. i worked in corporate america um, I actually was homeless myself for a little bit uh-huh. and uh went went through some rough rough periods mm-hmm. and and did construction for a while and make a long story short, ended up back in alabama
1: <laughs> that 's one thing and about huntsville i don 't know what it is, but it drags it, people
0: back it does, doesn 't let it go easy. but but you know i 've seen this city grow and change a lot, yeah, and I think a lot of good things are happening out here. I also see a lot of negative things that are yeah. happening and so it's given me some perspective on how communities grow and change and also it's given me some real perspective on how classism racism oppression things like Mm -hmm. that play out over time so you know one of the reasons i'm an activist um in this community is i'd like to see actually more integration in our community oh yeah definitely um you know there's huge causes for social justice out here that that really need to be addressed Mm -hmm. you know I remember going to high school out here, and Huntsville was far more integrated, believe it or not, than it is now. It, yeah,
1: it's it's bizarre. Yeah, like it's... The zoning of schools, I know, has been... My mother was a teacher, so I was kind of exposed to some of that. But it, it's really, yeah, just every year, you know, like something different.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and also just economic opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as we brag about being the rocket city and we've got yeah. all this aerospace industry and wonderful stuff out here, and it's mm-hmm. good. I'm not disparaging it. But what we've done is we've taken out all of the manufacturing jobs kind of Mm -hmm. the maybe lower skill labor that that you really need as a stepping stone into better careers you know it used to be in this country where you know if you had a high school diploma and you know you like doing kind of general labor you could support your family on that yeah now you're barely scraping by so I, i think there's a lot of opportunities um to put more diverse industry in huntsville For sure um i also think too that you know We've got to really focus on on dealing with the issue of of white flight. It's something Mm -hmm. that people haven't talked about in a while, but Mm -hmm. that's what I really saw in Huntsville. Was that you know what was once a very integrated community over time. uh, You know, a a lot of the um, folks that worked at the Arsenal, a lot of the folks that worked in aerospace. Literally, you know, I, I I guess the best way to put this, I remember Madison. Madison County mm-hmm. for the most part was a big old cotton field I, I watched yeah. <laughs> 565 get built yeah so, yeah yeah it's changed dramatically I mean on the plus side you know one thing that's great about this community is that we have a huge art scene mm-hmm. we've got low mill I mean I remember when low mill wasn't anything right and, right you know, all we had was the arts council and you know if your idea of um you know, of good <laughs> art was watching the Fantastics come in once a year. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so I don't know. It's grown, it's changed, it, it's gotten oh, yeah. better. But, you know, it's like all things. We, you know, we've got more work
1: to do. For oh, sure. definitely. And you got to kind of continuously challenge um, yourself and your culture to, to, Absolutely. like, keep it, keep it honest with itself. Well, that's the best part about being a liberal here, you know. Um, <laughs> you get challenges all constantly. the time, but, <laughs> but, but but it feels so good.
0: Um, you know, when I first started writing for al. dot com, I was, you know, perhaps a little bit more. Um,
1: uh, I don't know, zealous. I, no, just, no, I don't know which, what you were going for. I was just. Well, no, no. Words. I was going <laughs> to say. I, well, I'm more
0: zealous now. Nah, when, yeah. when I started, I was actually a little bit more afraid. You know, uh-huh. I was really trying to. You know, you know, I, I wanted to throw pave stuff out the middle there. Middle ground, and yeah, like, you know, and and, and, and now I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting older. I, I I'm a <laughs> lot more daring, and yeah. and I think it's just also you know my belief system is stronger mm-hmm. than it's ever been. Yeah, and I, I see so much injustice out there, and 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 also a lot of pragmatic things like like for example in this state, you know, we're talking about a lottery, and 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 we have to have one, and, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's only because. Our const our 1901 Constitution is so racist, so long. Um, yes, we have huge we structural don't, problems. Don't know what it's in it. Right, at right. This point. We have you huge have structural dig, yeah. problems in collecting revenue. It's not a poor state. Mm-hmm. It's just that um, we we have totally screwed ourselves when it comes mm. to how we collect taxes, who who gets taxed, and so this whole state is very regressive and so it's very hard to have conversations about taxation for example Mm -hmm. and then uh, you know draw that extrapolate that to you know how how that affects people in your community yeah and and why people remain poor and and why there's no ladder for upward mobility Mm -hmm. um you know like recently we have talked about all these police shootings and yeah also um you know talked about police getting shot Mm -hmm. and you know It's very difficult in in a community like this to to write articles about how that's not a zero-sum game, how how you can care about both issues equally. And and you can also do substantive things about both issues. Mm -hmm. So writing for AL.com has definitely been an experience through that believe it or not i've I, people have said the worst things about me even you know, my life threatened a couple of times for uh, things i've written i believe that the way kind
1: com, uh, comment section it. is sometimes
0: uh, yeah but what the cool part is <laughs> I've, I've been picked up by the huffington post i've been right. picked up by the daily kos um you know it it's it, and, and also what was really cool was i started off with the huntsville times um mm-hmm. they don't really exist i mean they kind of exist but um mm-hmm. when the huntsville times was its own entity i had met with the editorial staff and i started writing then and um now with a l dot com the you know the corporate entity, what's kind of cool though now is when they do publish me, I get published throughout the state yeah and and that's kind of awesome, yeah, so yeah you
1: can pick up traction all sorts of places too
0: right so um it it's allowed me now to to travel throughout the state and talk to different groups you know, real soon, I'll be going to Marshall County and talking to Democrats there mm-hmm. um and so one thing that's been good is, as we've seen, our state Democratic Party, in my opinion, be really ineffectual in pushing a message mm-hmm. and pushing a platform through my radio show, through the work you know I, I do with AL dot com, and and also, believe it or not, through through the homeless community.
1: Yeah, for I sure. feel like
0: I've been able to kind of galvanize a message.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you were saying um, how like your ideals and your daily life and work venture and your day job all kind of line, which I thought was really. Really cool. Like uh, I don't feel like many people get to say that or something. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'll be honest. I don't
0: know how it happened. Maybe I'm just a loud mouth. <laughs> you just kept or, or saying whatever. yes to
1: people, and well, yeah, that was part <laughs> of it.
0: But but I think I was also driven by, like I said, by by real conviction and, oh, yeah. and really being inspired by, um, what what I see as, um, uh, you know, there's a dearth of leadership out there, and I think mm-hmm. that, um, you have to step up to the plate if you care, then you make sacrifice and you do it. You know. Um, yeah, and the bi- issues bi-
1: are, are uh, bipartisan, <laughs> you know, I mean, like the issue of homelessness and mental health and stuff, sure. that's something that we all have to uh, pay for or deal with at some point. As Absolutely. To, as citizens. So it's well, like, it's a big, it's a. It, there needs to be a controversy, you know? Sure. There needs to be. Sure, but a lot of stuff
0: I've done, you know, I haven't done for, you know, money or, you know, right. necessarily my own self-advancement. Like, I'll give you an example, you know, a lot of people think, like, if you're a chair of a county party, that you, you get paid. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no, that's all volunteer. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a, a lot of stuff I've done, you know, has, has amounted to a lot of risk. But mm. I really feel that th- there's no reason in America that people should go hungry. I, I don't right. think that there's any reason that people who have the disease of addiction should be treated as criminals. Hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of core beliefs I have like that. So what I've tried to do is is create a life for myself where I, I get to talk about these things, where I get to hopefully educate people and, and spur them to real change. That um, I, I think that we have a responsibility, you know, to our neighbors, to ourselves, you know, to our community um to talk about these things and too often we engage in this bumper sticker, really shallow politics. <laughs> yeah. And you know, and that's what we're seeing at the national level right mm-hmm. now. Um throwing you know, mud like over a wall or something yeah, at somebody. Yeah. You know who. But again, you know, a lot of these issues are complex. It takes time Definitely. and research. Um, You're not going to have huge change overnight. You know, the great thing oh, yeah. about democracy is that it's adversarial. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we complain all the time about gridlock, but gridlock's good. Like, for example, right. with the Alabama state legislature, mm-hmm. I want as much gridlock as possible. <laughs> I don't, I, in fact, I want them to be kind of really effectual. Is... Yeah, on a lot of things because, you know, it, given yeah, given the history, their way, yeah. yeah, like it'd be <laughs> awful. So... I don't know. I, I, I just think that, you know, people have to find their passion and yeah. and wake up every day. I mean, I, I'm an existentialist. I, I believe yeah. that you've got to have purpose and meaning in your life. And yeah. I've just been, you know, I don't know if it was luck or if I've been blessed or if it was fate. But you're, you're right. I, 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 I love my life. I, yeah. I get to do a lot of interesting stuff for sure. My my kids think I'm crazy. Um <laughs> You know, I've, I've got a thirteen-year-old, a nine-year-old, a nine six-year-old, six and you know, they—they they don't know if I'm a
1: rock star or, or what I do. They just see <laughs> me on a pariah. TV a lot. Yeah, people are always yelling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's fun. No, but it's it's super important, especially I think um, the like you were talking about the Obama campaign earlier. It really hooked a lot of people I knew my age into that that whole political when they just ignored it before. And I think there's so much, especially with the uh, liberals and. In um, more conservative states and the South, uh, people just discount their power completely, like almost to a hundred percent. Like they say, "Well, it's not going to matter. I'm going to stay involved," but they don't realize that their non-action is is uh, you know an opportunity for someone else to uh, oh, yeah. to take over. And, and I'll
0: tell you all a dirty secret. And this is what I learned mm-hmm. very early on: it's persistence. Oh that, yeah that that <laughs> one of the things that 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 I that I figured out um especially with with writing you know um my writing definitely has has gotten more powerful over time mm-hmm. but um when I agreed to do it I I made sure I did it every week no matter what same mm-hmm. time every day I do it every week and some of my columns have been well-received. You know, some yeah. have actually gone viral. Um, some, you know, I might get one or two comments, and you can kind of tell, like, uh, okay, yeah, i that's read not... that. <laughs> right. <laughs> but because I've been doing it for so long, so consistently, mm-hmm. that that now um, it, it truly is a force. So, you know, I can change the needle. Um, the same is true with the radio show, for example. You know, we, yeah. we started six months ago Um And now, you know, everywhere I go, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, I I heard your show. (laughs) I heard you on the radio. And so I I think it's consistent effort. And and also it's just being really passionate about um, what you believe and Mm -hmm. and about what exactly you want to accomplish. You know, in Alabama, what I want to see is our state not be a monolithically um, red state. I want mm-hmm. people to to really get serious about understanding their their government and what it should and shouldn't do for them. Yeah, definitely. And um and I want our communities to be better. Like I said, there you know, we live in a really great country, but at the same time, we we have really set up some very bizarre circumstances where you know, people live in abject poverty with no way mm. to get out. I mean, why is that happening in, in a country where we have so much wealth, so, so much, much prosperity? Yeah. You know, why are people starving to death? You know, why mm. why do we have some of these so, these big, huge social problems? So those are the things I want to address in my career and my life. And, you know, I, I, I'm hoping I'm making a difference.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, we uh, really appreciate you coming in and talking with us. And uh, be sure to find Cleet at AL.com. He also has a website. It's CleetWetley.com c l e t e w e t l i dot com and you can find first stop at firststop.org, where you can uh, give to help get the homeless off the streets and uh, check out I mean check out the radio show too um, yeah, on absolutely. WVNN what's the uh, time slot again yeah it's eleven to two on
0: Saturdays mm-hmm. um and you can also you know you you can live stream it on WVNN.com, dot com or you can get the iHeartRadio app and and you can also call into the show. Um, there's a toll free number, so if you listen in, call in and you know yeah. engage in some debate, you know one of the things I hate about conservative talk radio is it's an echo chamber. Right. Um, with, with with the show we're doing, um, we want conservatives to call in mm-hmm. as well as liberals, and and we want to have informed, good debate. And we have a lot of fun too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a funny show. Like we do conservative clown of the week. We got gotta love a liberal. <laughs> um, we've got liberal radio's most respected pretend judge that comes on. Um, so <laughs> So you know it's a fun show, but um, we talk about serious issues, and what we really want to do is make sure that that, that it's a lively and informed
1: debate. Right, right, yeah. So don't just yell at uh, your Facebook friends about problems you're having. Right. Go, right, go out right. and uh, yeah. there's ways to do stuff about it, guys. <laughs> Long That's right. story short, get, sure. get involved. Get <laughs> involved. <laughs> thanks again, Clete. Uh, thanks for stopping by Spice Rack Studios, um, and uh, have a great night, listeners. Thank you for having me. It, it's it's been it's been great. Oh yeah, it. it was a lot of fun.